Some girls just want to watch World Cup. Jeff Dale's another draft day. Dale is top five has the 98. I got one. just loves him some Kevin James. Fucking Kevin James. It's the history of bad. It's bad. It's the history of bad. It's so bad. It's the history of bad ideas. It's the history of bad. Oh, yeah. It's the history of bad. Please note that any comments, jokes, questions, maybe, anything that we say on the History of Bad Ideas is all in good fun, and remember, we insult everybody. Our thoughts, opinions, questions, anything else, actions that we do on the show do not reflect any of our employers, organizations, advertisers, or anyone else that is associated with the History of Bad Ideas. And remember, at the end of the day, it's just a joke. Welcome to the History of Bad Ideas, episode number 386. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. I'm Blake. And I'm the intern. Hey, we're here. We're here. Except for Jim. Stupid golf. I got golf. Who, who golfs? Nobody golfs. Nobody wants to golf. Jim? No, no, no. No. Blake, do you golf? I chase a little white ball all over the place and drink beer. Okay. Okay. Um, do you actually play 18 holes or do you play nine? Or do you play I nine play, and then get bored? I only I only play two or three times a year. Mm-hmm. And both of those times involve Dr. Bednar mm-hmm. in which I am playing as part of a scramble. And I am usually drunk and tired by whole 11 or 12 and want to quit gotcha gotcha yeah i'm the same way i i'm not drunk i just get bored i'm like yeah oh it's hole number 10 hell i get i get bored in putt putt i do great on the first nine and then my kids just whoop me on the last nine and my wife does too yeah. <laughs> it's like how many how many loops do i have to hit this through ah, i'm bored i'm yeah. going back <laughs> stupid exactly carousel. stupid carousel so <clears throat> Brian, how you doing over there, buddy? Doing all right. Okay, okay. Anything exciting lately, Brian? Anything exciting? Uh, no, not really. It's been a fairly quiet week. Okay. People have, our listeners have liked your dog, that you work at a dog uh, spa now, or a dog kennel. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So. That's, that's great. Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite part of working with, working there? Uh, my favorite part is probably the hour to hour and a half of my shift where I get to go play with the dogs. Nice. Nice. Like, uh, it's part of, uh, like it's an add on feature for packages that we sell where we can do individual play times, Mm -hmm. uh, for if your dog's just not good with daycare or too shy or nervous or rambunctious, one or the other, you can, have spe- like specialized individual play times. Oh, so, so like one that's on really one. Like, yeah, one on one. Just you know, go out to the the big big kennel and go play. <laughs> so it's like prison so, time. It's like their prison day time. Hey, no. you've been good. I'm in the yard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but so, the intern gets exercise. Well. The, most of the exercise comes the first 
five to seven hours of my shift when I'm running back and forth. Yeah. Taking them in and out, feeding them, watering them, taking them upstairs to daycare, <laughs> all the, all the work. So my dog's going to be like 14 in like a month and a half mm-hmm. and we're going on vacation mm-hmm. and, um, uh, we're trying to find out what to do. Like we're trying to have somebody come to our house, I think. But on the opposite end, if I drop her off at your daycare, your kennel, could you just carry her around? Because she doesn't like to move much. <laughs> or c- could you just carry her around for eight hours? She's about uh, 45, 50 pounds. I probably couldn't, like, carry her on my back the okay. entire shift. She would be like But if she needed help. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, if she needed help mm-hmm. going up and down stairs, we have several dogs that we have to carry up and down stairs. She goes, she goes up the steps once a day, um, yeah. uh, because she can't make it any more than that. She goes to bed with the kids, and uh, if she goes up more than once, we yell at her. We're like, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Stop it!" <laughs> and then she gets mad because if we're going upstairs for something, she follows. We're like, "No, don't go up!" And then she starts walking <laughs> down the steps, and she goes. I'm like, well, you're the dumbass that walked up. Stop it. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. We're not going to bed yet. Calm down. (laughs) I mean, she can go to bed whenever she wants. She's 14, man. Uh, She sleeps like 22 hours of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Same with same with Tessie. Yeah. She'll be 15 this fall. So she sleeps 18 hours a day. Probably she she uh, we throw the ball. About once a week for her, about for two times, two and a half times. She car- brings it back two times, and then the third time when my kids throw it, she just walks halfway and then turns around and lays down. She's like, I'm done. Fuck this game. <laughs> yeah. I'm too old for this. So, Blake, I do have dogs. I, I do have a dog. So just so you know, I, it's not imaginary. Yeah, that's what you say. I'm just saying. So, uh, Jeff, anything going on with you? Nope. Well... Best color man in the business for nothing. Look at that. Uh, Blake, anything with you? <clears throat> um, came across Ken Burns' documentary on PBS that I missed the first time around, but they're re-releasing Baseball. their uh, three-part uh, three-part series on Hemingway. Really? He did a Hemingway yeah. one? Yeah, so Ken Burns, as you know, he did baseball mm-hmm. in the Civil War. There's like two big ones. I think they're re-releasing the Hemingway one as a prelude because he's got Muhammad Ali coming up next. Okay. So he, he's been doing these documentaries for PBS, and, and just by um, accident a week ago, I was at Sunday night or Monday night, I think they're in them every Sunday night, I came across Hemingway, and I'm like, oh, crap, because Hemingway is one of my favorite writers. Mm-hmm. And... So I recorded it, and so I've watched two of the three. I think they're going to release a third one next Sunday night or Monday night. But it's it's, it's good. It's great because, you know, I've read lots of his works and reread lots of his works. And and having lived and, and visited some of the places where he did and where he writes about was pretty cool. So it's kind of organic for me, too. And also in the fact that he's also a self-centered asshole that I yearn to be. So... Do you yearn um, to be him? Because you, you, you've gotten to that point some days. <laughs> Just What's that? Nothing, 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 nothing. No, but no, but no, but seriously, I, I do enjoy Hemingway's work and a lot of his short stories. And so it is pretty cool. They go back to his early days and, you know, and of course he's got a 
you know, a, uh, uh, a rotisserie file of marriages and, and women and alcoholism. And, and so the, uh, mm, they're up through World War II. Chicken. Yeah. And, uh, they're up through his World War II stuff and his third, um, wife and third divorce before coming on his fourth. And, and, uh, it, it is pretty good to go back and look at some of his early short stories and, and it kind of reminder for me that some of the stuff, some of his early works were considered graphic and, um, uh, filthy, you mm-hmm. know, because, uh, in one of the short stories, he actually writes about date rape, Jeez. you know, and the, the girl asking not to, but the guy forces himself on him or on her. And, and he, uh, received a lot of backlash for that. And to the point where in a collection of short stories, they actually forced them to remove that one story because it was so controversial. Of course, this is back in, you know, you know, twenties and thirties mm-hmm. and stuff. And, but, you know, he goes back and looks at some of his books and inspirations for a lot of his more famous stuff, like, you know, Sun Also Rises and For Whom the Bell Tolls and, you know, Farewell to Arms and, and a lot of his other short stories that were really good and that were really um, still somewhat controversial, you know, dealing with, you know, turn aside and, and uh, infidelity and all that kind of stuff. So, so and it's good. I, question, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Important question is when do they start talking about Muriel Hemingway? Ah, uh, no Muriel yet, uh, but I but I would make the assumption that she may be in there because it is pretty good. They've got a lot of uh, um, celebrity like movie stars reading, uh, doing a lot of voiceovers. You know, like Jeff Daniels is Hemingway's voice, and they they have like guests in there. Like uh, Meryl Streep is is uh, his one wife's uh, voice. I forget. Uh, Tunis. Yeah. You know, uh, Martha Gellhorn and all that kind of, yeah, that's her voice. But they also have interviews. They got Barack Obama. They got, you know, uh, McCain, rest in peace, and and uh, all, all talking about and commenting different things about it. And so the the beginning of the third series, of course, is this post-World War II where he didn't want to go and document, um, you know, the, the, the war because he'd already been through, you know, a couple, including the Spanish Civil War. And it is kind of interesting on how they did shed some light on it that uh, I, I kind of knew a little bit about it, but it, it, uh, I learned a little bit more. In the Spanish Civil War, if you remember, you had the uh, fascist dictator, you know, sponsored by, you know, Italy and Germany and uh, supported by, believe it or not, the Catholic Church in Spain to uh, bring about law and order and topple the legitimately dun, elected dun. government, which was – socialist by the way communist and which was uh, supported by stalin and so there were you know a lot of people were like all right you know this is the elected democratic government in spanish civil war they went to go support that and that's where you get like the uh, international brigade where defeating fascism was uh more important than uh defeating communism and uh fascists were the bigger threat at that time and how hemingway actually um uh, his uh, his uh, his buddy, I forget. Oh, darn, I can't. Those uh, DS. Uh, what uh, crap? I'll get it later. But uh, Stalin's influence, you know, on the communist, uh, you know, socialist government there, and even while they were fighting a civil war, how Hemingway and some of the other reporters opted not to report on the atrocities that the socialists were committing upon their own people and purges a la Stalin, 
you know, so as that it would hurt the uh, cause of the fight and bringing down fascism. And I'm like, wow, man, history just repeats itself over and over again in different, you know, multitudes. But could interesting you, stuff. Could you go back? Like, the Catholic Church was not doing savory things. Like, I'm kind of shocked by that. Like, uh, they're always any, any on the organized, side. Any organized religion has got their unsavory periods and even today so <laughs> i think but yeah the, well if, still going if you on. think about it the catholic church backed uh you know back the fascists and it, because you know guess what uh socialism is all about no religion except yeah. socialism so uh, well you know the catholic church was on the right side during the crusades right Wait, no, no, no. It depends who yeah. you talk to. And, and they were on the proper <laughs> side during the Inquisition. The Inquisition. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Well, if Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, taught me anything, is that the Crusades were bad. That it, it tore people apart from their families. So, thank That's you, right. Prince of Thieves. That was my history <laughs> lesson. That's what you learned from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> yes. All right. And that Christian, uh, Christian Slater... It has a really good likeness to Kevin Costner. That's why they're brothers in it. They look very similar to each other. <laughs> they, they look like twins to me. They do. They do. I love Prince of Thieves. But why a spoon, cousin? It's dog. That's the one good scene. No. No. That's the one good scene. They use a trebuchet to get uh, Kevin Costner over the wall. <laughs> Come on. I think, that, I think that was a catapult. I am impressed by the fact that you pronounced trebuchet. Thank you. <laughs> a chatterice, I cannot, but a trebuchet, I can. <laughs> I shot myself. But, but, but I think that was an actual catapult, not a trebuchet. I'm going with a trebuchet. You know, the I, trebuchets uh, use I, counterweights, for catapults use uh, uh, spring or uh, okay. tension. And I okay, think it probably was a catapult. In the movie Timeline... Yeah, I think Trey, Trey Boucher probably would have launched him through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Timeline had tons of Trey Boucher's. And it had Paul Walker. and Paul. You know, you can't go wrong with Paul Walker in anything, uh, except a sports car. Um, so, anyway... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Too soon? Too soon? Too tsunami? <laughs> <laughs> Brian looks like uh, he's mad at me. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm sorry. Uh, can I guess that your top five might be the Fast and Furious tonight? Brian? I don't know. Can you? I'm going to guess that. <laughs> Am I correct? Or do I, I guess you'll we'll have to wait and find out. Another Ooh. hour and a half. <laughs> Another hour. That's a tease. People. And so we're on to the top five. <laughs> it's opposite day. Can, can we take a second to talk about how tragic... Uh, the COVID quarantine has been for Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Oh, she actually have... broke down and ate bread, guys. <laughs> Please explain this story. <laughs> explain this. Well, you know, did she also release a, a candle scent that smelled of her butthole? I mean. Vagina. She got, she got the one for her vagina. I mean. Are those actual real candles that she released from Goop or yes. whatever it is? Are you serious? Yes. Oh. I can't. I can't. She doesn't believe in marriage either. She only believes in coupling. Yes. All right. So, and uncoupling. <laughs> uncoupling. And uncoupling, apparently. Has admitted she was driven to extremes during COVID quarantine. Man. Things got dark bread. for her 
She has admitted to drinking as many as two cocktails a night. But they were quinoa-based whiskey cocktails. And sometimes even eating bread and pasta. <gasps> what type of pasta? My low, I don't know. It doesn't say. Uh, My quinoa-based whiskey. Quinoa-based <laughs> whiskey cocktails. The pretty fuck? much pasta is all the same. It's just what kind of shape it comes in. It's interesting because I think Brian was actually in a pyramid scam with that alcohol with that alcohol with the whiskey with her because he sent some to her and she sent it back and said, No, this isn't what I drink. How dare you? And it you? smelled and it smelled like her vagina. <laughs> so I don't this is really my bur- know. this is my bourbon. I don't really know fermented in the walls of my vagina. Stop it. Go ahead, Brian. I'm I'm not really sure what the actual point of the article is because it doesn't go on beyond that. It <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Says that What's she worse? suffered. She suffered. What's worse that you know Gwyneth Paltrow is suffering by having to eat bread and pasta, or that some publication feels the need to report the story correct but she suffered jeff suffered suffered so the so the tagline of this article it says the pandemic dragged even celebrities down so how were the rest of us mortals meant to hold it together yeah i know i mean it's not like i had my yacht to go out and you know hang out on and contemplate how I was suffering in the pandemic. Since the uncoupling, Blake, <laughs> she only had a 15,000 square foot house to walk around in. It was tough. Yeah. What, why don't they ask her daughter the suffering she's got for the rest of her life when she has to say, yes, my name is Apple. <laughs> Granny Smith. <laughs> well, Apple. Since you, since you mentioned yacht, did you guys hear about Jeff Bezos's new yacht? It has Super a miniature yacht. yacht in it. It's like a transformer. It's, no, it's it's an it's a large sailing yacht that is so large that How he large has to have <laughs> he has to have a smaller yacht to be the uh, the, the, the runner boat to uh-huh. to get you from the the, <laughs> the dock and, well to the, his, to the yacht yeah and his sailing yacht apparently since it's a sailing yacht it's got masts or whatnot. And they get in the way, so he cannot have a helipad on that yacht. So he has to put it on the smaller yacht. So he can fly out to the smaller yacht, then I guess take a tender between yachts. Wouldn't you, like, if you're Jeff Bezos, well, I guess you Jeez. just don't give a shit anymore. But like, That's so horrible. But wouldn't you think, like... How, how does he live? I mean, how does he yacht? I mean, seriously. Well... How do you yacht, bro? Don't you watch Below Deck? They'll show you <laughs> on the uh, Bravo channel. I mean, with Jeff Bezos, he has so much fuck, fucking money now. Like, wouldn't you just start trying to, like, I don't know, do, like, impressive things with it? Like, I don't know, make, I don't know, a giant robot, like, in Pacific Rim in case the, you know, Godzilla comes. Or Well, he's well, not if, Elon imagine... Musk. <laughs> yeah. Well, well at least like... Elon Musk is actually trying to advance scientific research yeah, and things exactly you know yeah. you know bezos is is just 
getting uh i mean he hasn't gotten hair plugs for christ's sake <laughs> he and he can afford them no if to think about he's so wealthy think about how many lives he can change yes. if he could go in and do some things for for people i mean he just lost half of his fortune and is still one of the richest men in the world and that's the thing he's never going to be able to spend all this before half he his dies. fortune to his Divorcee, yeah. yeah, but she, wife, but she donates, and I'm not saying he doesn't donate, but she does. She seems like she gives a lot to humanitarian uh, funds. So yeah, I don't, they, I don't. They made a TV show out of his ex-wife donating all of her money to people. Yeah, yeah. Like that's well, how much of it she's yeah. giving away. Like all, pretty much all of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that and that's respectable. I mean, what what else are you going to do with it? I mean, you only need so much to set yourself up. I only need one million your family to live, for, so I'll for generational wealth. Yeah, but but think about think about how many middle class or lower class families you can help, not by donating their you know money or family, but by just by like paying off their mortgages to. Yeah. You know, free up that that uh, margin of mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, income versus debt. I mean, just stuff like that. That extra and how thousand you can make dollars. Life changes for so many generations. Yeah. yeah, you'd pay off that mortgage. Not saying you should, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, you pay off that yeah. mortgage, say that thousand dollars a month, and it changes their lives forever. I mean, and, yeah. And and, I, and and I bought mega mega millions tickets tonight, and I I told God. I said, I will take care of chair. I will take care of charity. Imagine everything I can do for charity. And damn it, charity you're talking she about. She deserves it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saw that joke coming. <laughs> Boo. Boo. I think no, the funniest, the I, I, funniest you know, tweet that I saw about uh, him buying this yacht, it said was uh, all of the uh, staff for the super yacht and the mini yacht will have to wear diapers. They can't go to the bathroom. They're not allowed to take bathroom breaks. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. It, it, and, and, and every and everything he orders has to be delivered within 24 hours. <laughs> Prime. I, and, you know, I don't fault anyone for making money. I don't. You know? No. I, I, I'm that, all for people making as much money as they can legitimately. Yay, capitalism. And if he doesn't want to donate, fine. Or And I know he does, but like, I, if he doesn't want to change, that's his – change people's lives. That's fine. That's his prerogative. But at the same time, you would think like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Like $5 billion. Can I, can I build mm-hmm. a high-speed rail system? Yeah. Okay, why don't we do that? Like just do it. And then you've still got $3 billion left. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're trying like to build it in California, you only get a couple of miles under that price. <laughs> I just, you know, can we finish the subway in Cincinnati? Can we do that here? No, no, <laughs> no. We have a subway in Cincinnati that was never finished. Um, and never they, opened. Yeah. Then they turned part of it into like a giant bus terminal that is never used. Uh, so, you know, we do well with that. Uh, of course, well, when you things have, like wars get in the way. You know? Well, you also have four of the nine on city council are arrested for fraud or, you know, taking bribes. So, you know, it's it, big things. Come That's up. right. I saw oh, we're only four for some reason for graft and corruption. Yep. We're, we're doing our share. For yes. some reason, I thought we passed the 50 percent mark. I thought Not we yet. were up to five. Not uh, yet. Only four. Give it a week. Give it a week. <laughs> um. <laughs> Jeff and Brian, I don't want to get in. I, I want to give you time here. 
for your joke of the day for Jeff, because mm-hmm. I have one for you for Jeff as well. Actually, I have one for okay. you, Brian. So let me give you the intro. Joke. Extra jokes. 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 Who's got jokes? Brian. That started to sound like the Georgia of the Jungle theme. I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> I love Georgia of the Jungle. Go ahead, Brian. Your joke of the day. All right. Um, I got, man, I got two good ones. Okay. Uh, Bill and Melinda Gates got divorced. Melinda gets the house, but Bill gets to keep the windows. <laughs> Saw that coming. I didn't see it coming. Oh. I can't wait till we do this in person because Jeff's keyboard has made a recovery in the studios and he could do the little rim shot uh, on the keyboard. Uh, you, know, you know what's interesting about Bill, Bill and Melinda Gates? I, I saw a headline in the story talking about Bill Gates, uh, you know, decadent uh, bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, well, what, what do you think a bachelor party is going to be for a nerd that's really rich and is going to get married? It's going to be Dungeons and Dragons. You know, it, no, it, no. It was, it, I, I read it. I was like, yeah, I've been in bachelor uh, uh, party celebrations, which were probably j- almost just as you know, raunchy. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what, you know, something some people do and stuff. Like, there wasn't anything unusual about it. But I think they're trying to uh, tie it into uh, the starting of the divorce procedures when she learned about his ties with uh, Epstein. Epstein. Yep. Yep. That would pretty much and there. And, and there you go. That would pretty much be a good concern. Yep. I'm sorry. You're hanging with Epstein. Yep. We're done. Yeah. Oh, I'm just hanging out as a uh, island resort. It's really yeah. relaxing. Perfectly. Way to bring down joke time. Chris, uh, <laughs> Andrew will be there. Clinton's over there. Uh, and Bill. Yeah. So I got a joke for you, Brian. Since oh, you okay, honey. Jokes. Go right ahead. Hey, can I come with you? Mm, not, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a guy thing. Oh, okay. It's a guy. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Hey, yeah. What color is the wind? I don't know, Jason. What color is the wind? Blue. Blue. Uh, <laughs> like that one uh brian do you have one more joke for jeff i do have one more we'll allow this, it we're allowed. this is uh this is a nod to uh my podcast dad oh Doug. i quit my job as a mailman of as a mailman when they handed me my first letter to deliver i looked at it and thought this isn't for me <laughs> Because the letters for somebody else, yeah. so the yeah. so the job isn't for me. The letter isn't. For, it's oh, it's great. Jokes. I don't get it. Jokes. 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 Who's got jokes? Brian. Um, we had a Twitter poll of the week this week at Bad Ideas Podcast. You can follow us. Uh, this went sideways quick. I did not expect this one. Uh, what Marvel film are you most excited to see this year? Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, <laughs> and Spider-Man, colon, No Way Home. Uh, in last place, 
Uh, we got a Spider-Man colon. <laughs> we got a really good turnout. <laughs> I hear he gets really blocked up in that. Boo. <laughs> Pooped it out. Uh, I hear he gets pretty runny. Is this the first time you've ever heard us say colon in a movie title? <laughs> we do it every time. It's in honor of Justin. I know. I'm in bad joke mood after listening to the intern's jokes. I'm sorry. Hey, I like started with jokes. charity. Oh, six uh, percent. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I was. I really want to see this one. Of all of them, yeah. this is the one I want to see. And was this an anti-Asian poll? Uh no. I think I think the number one was so strong that people just didn't care about the rest. Uh, okay. Um, in, la- in third place uh, was sixteen percent of the vote. Eternals. Uh, also looks like that crappy film or crappy TV series that Jeff watched with the do- with the dog Lockjaw, uh, Inhuman. That was the in- Inhumans. Uh, no, this looks better yeah. than the Inhumans. Does it? I'm worried about it. I heard uh, early reviews for that is that the the movie feels like it goes on forever. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be one of their best. I'm saying it's going to be better than Inhumans. That turned into a steaming pile quickly. Uh, and then oh, Spider-Man colon winning 57% to 21% Spider-Man colon no way home beat Black Widow, which surprised me <laughs> since Black Widow is the first one out. I thought Black Widow would be the one people are most excited to see, but uh, Spider-Man worries me because I feel like it's just going to be a cartoon, a uh, live action version of the multiverse cartoon that they made animated film. And I'm, I'm worried about that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. Um, so there you go, Jeff, which one is what I picked black widow. Okay. I'm guessing a lot of people just kind of, since they, there was that cliffhanger at the end of the last Spider-Man movie, Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to see how they write, figure out what they're going to do since Peter Parker was unveiled to be Spider-Man at the end of, uh, far from home. My worry is that they're going to resolve it in the first five minutes by Doctor Strange adding a multiverse or something. That's my my worry. Like, hey, here's this great big tease. Eh, we're going to wrap it up in five minutes. Like, damn it. Well, I mean, I mean, Spider-Man is pretty much the one that's going to start introducing the multiverse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah. So that's could also be why people are wanting to see it, because, you know, the multiverse. So we have. um we have Alfred Molina is coming back for Dr. Ock. Um, yep. Osborne is in it. The rumor is it's not William Defoe, it's somebody else. Uh, and they said the next uh, Osborne is going to be like a big arc, like is going to be for the next three to four movies. And he doesn't start off bad. Um, is it maybe Willem Defoe? That's what I said, right? Shut up. You said William Defoe. Anyways. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> Bad uh, jokes. Oh, yeah. Tonight. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael like Keaton's in keep, it. Let's keep torturing Jason. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. Maybe she'll yeah. eat bread. Maybe. Uh, Donald Glover comes back. That's interesting. Uh, he plays the uncle of Miles Morales, so I'm hoping Miles Morales gets introduced in this world. Uh, let's see here. Um Sorry, I'm just bringing going. back all the the Spideys. Yeah, um, that that's the rumor is that um, Andrew Garfield he denied that he's in it, but Tobey Maguire is in it. 
Uh, he's been seen on set. Um, they said, who else has been in it? Um, uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is in it. Uh, so I'm a little worried about that. We don't need Electro. Um, but they just, they're just, just says they don't get Paul Giamatti in it. Oh, um, I could see him being in it. That was a great scene with Rhino. Wasn't it, Jeff? They're about ready to fight. And then it's over. Sorry about that. That might've been the worst part of all Spider-Man movies. I actually like Spider-Man, uh, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I had no issue with that at all. Oh, no, no, the, I didn't have a problem with any of the actors they cast. Yeah. At the time they cast them. Um, so. Uh, Even Jake Johnson is the voice of uh, Peter Parker in uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, isn't he from... Um, New Girl? Yeah, New there Girl. it is. There it is. Couldn't think of it. Uh, let's see here. Cops. Um. Tom Holland's brother, Harry Holland, plays a drug dealer in the movie, just to let you guys know. So, um, J.K. Simmons is in it. Uh, and that's all they're really saying. Um, did you guys see the trailer for Venom 2, Electric Boogaloo? That came out. No. We posted it on our Facebook page, History of Bad Ideas. I haven't seen it, but I read about it. I just saw 10 minutes from Venom 1, the movie, and thought, I don't ever want to watch more. Uh, the first five minutes, or the, I'm sorry, the first 10 seconds of the trailer look like the odd couple, the TV, the movie, not the one with um, <laughs> with uh, the Friends guy. Um, I'm talking like the classic one. And it's Venom watch and... Watch your math out. Yes. Jack Lemmon. It looks yeah. like Venom and Eddie Brock are trying to live together and... Venom's making breakfast at one point in the trailer and it's goofy, but I'm just like, what the hell is this movie about? And then you go into it and Cassidy's in it. Um, who play, who is the villain carnage. Uh, carnage played by Woody Harrelson. And he looks like he's having fun. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'm hoping it's rated R because if it's PG 13, you're not doing carnage. Right. So there you go. Uh, that comes out, I think, in January, I think. Try and think. Or no, actually, that's this year. That's this year it comes out. Um, but there is a scene in it that somebody uh, smashes a spider in it, and they're like, oh, does that mean Spider-Man's in it? No, it's just a spider, people. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, let's see here. Anything else we've seen this week? Dos Passos. I'm sorry, what? That was Hemingway's buddy in Spain and Civil Spanish Civil. <laughs> Thanks. Just uh-huh. came to me. Venom colon Let There Be Carnage is September twenty fourth, two thousand twenty one. So uh let's see here. Andy Circus is directing it. So Yeah. It's gotta be better Andy than his Serkis. jungle book movie that he made, right? <laughs> no. It doesn't have to be better than that. Um uh, on the positive uh, we got some news that we got to talk about first. Yes. Yes, we do. The Cincinnati Comic Expo. Very soon, oh. tickets will be available on the new and improved website. So be ready. They will have merchandise, autographs you can buy from previous guests, and upcoming autograph opportunities for guests far and away. So you can order it. Um, if you had a coupon, or I'm sorry, if you had a ticket last year, uh, in 2019, well, I guess 2019, I'm sorry. No, 2020, 2020. Sorry. 2020. Yeah, yes. 2020. You can go to the website 
and they would be carried over to the 2021 event. Uh, if you opted for a refund, tough shit. You you got the fun, the money back. Um, so there you go. Uh, I thought I thought you were going to talk about uh, Dak Shepard posting. We'll get to Kristen that. Bell's nude yoga. We would talk about that first, but Dax Shepard doesn't sponsor us. We are sponsored by the Cincinnati Comic Expo, uh-huh. September 17th through 19th, 2021, Cincinnati, or Duke Energy Convention Center in Cincinnati, Ohio. Dax Shepard might be there. Kristen Bell might be there. Uh, I'm in. Ruby Rose is uh, Hobie will be there for her, playing trivia. Uh, Vampiro might be there, the wrestler. I don't know. Um, we don't know who's going to be there yet. Uh, but it's fun to speculate. Tom Cruise could be there. Um, he'll be outside passing out Scientology stuff, but, you know. Um, I, I do have to say Dak Shepard did deliver one of my favorite lines in cinema history. What is that? Uh, it was from Without a Paddle when they're mm-hmm. lost in the woods. <laughs> and, and, from and that classic they, movie, Without yes. a Paddle. And, and they, they hear something in the distance, so they're like, Oh man, maybe we're safe. And like, what? Wait, what is that? And one was like, "That sounds like Creed." And you start hearing Creed music in the background, and Dak Shepard's like, "I never thought I'd be happy to hear anything that sounded like Creed." <laughs> Without a paddle is vastly underrated. Burt Reynolds. Oh, it's a is terrible it. movie. No, <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Great da- cast. Seth Green, Dak Shepard. Uh, I'm trying Matthew to Lillard. That's who the other one is. I couldn't think of the other one. You know what? That was a good movie. Well, not a good movie. It was a funny movie. I, I don't understand what your issue is, Jeff. It wasn't what? a good movie. No. That's were... what you said. It, was, it, it had some amusing parts to it, but good isn't a word I'd use to describe it. It was almost as good as Miss March. Uh, uh-huh. Just letting you guys know. I mean, the best part of Without a Paddle was when the giant moth attacked. Even Supley is in it. Can't go wrong with and that. And Abraham Ben Ruby. But... And Ray Barker. Yeah. Yeah, so it's about D.B. DB Cooper. They were looking for his gold. Uh, it was directed by Stephen Brill. Uh, just Did you like... also know that uh, Homelander is in Without a Paddle? I did not. Wow. Yeah. So it was directed by Stephen Brill. He directed Heavyweights in 1995. Oh, that was terrible. Little Nicky. Oh, that was terrible. Uh, Mr. Deeds. Drill Bit bit Taylor. Oh, no. Movie 43. Oh, that might be one of the worst movies ever made. uh, Walk of Shame. I don't know that one. The Do-Over. Oh, here we go. This is Brian's favorite. Sandy Wexler. Oh, I haven't God. actually haven't seen that, and oh. I don't ever. Plan. Is this an actual guy, or is this like a fake name that they use <laughs> when people don't want their real name attached to a movie? Well, like the new Alan Smithy or something. This will fix everything. He also directed Hubie Halloween. Now that was a quality Halloween film, oh, right there. Find that hard to believe. Well, without a paddle, is the best thing on his resume. <laughs> <laughs> to his credit, he also wrote all of these. Oh, no, he didn't. He didn't write all of them. Um, he did write Little Nicky, though. <laughs> That's when I gave up on Adam Sandler. Time out. He wrote, he was one of the writers for Mighty Ducks 1, 2, and 3, and he wrote Ready to Rumble <laughs> with David Arquette. Well, that one was good. 
So, Stephen Brill, if you want to come on our show, we got some questions for you. Um, I would like to talk to you. Uh, he appeared in The Wedding Singer. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, Brian, you had something important there, it looks like you were looking up. Oh, I, uh, were... I was just I was just following along with Stephen Brill. Oh, okay. He uh, is. He actually also they brought him in to write on the new Mighty Ducks series too. So okay, that's I gotta cool. see that still. I gotta see that. Yeah, I haven't started it yet. Uh, without a pass, so was he the one that came up with the idea of the uh, knuckle puck? No, knuckle punch. Sorry. Um, he. Uh, without a paddle, it would cost nineteen million to make. How much did it make? How much did it make at the box office? I'll Imagine. guess thirty-eight million. Seventy million. Uh, I'll say. Oh, double my guess! Wow, seventy million. So good for them. So there you go. You're caught up on without a paddle. We do that every week. We pick a movie that we should <laughs> not be talking about, and we discuss it. So there you go. Uh, I don't remember what we were talking about to get us on that uh, Dak tangent, Shepherd. but yeah, uh, but uh, Bra- uh, Blake, what do you got about Dak Shepard? What did he do this week? I jerk posted uh, pictures of Kristen, Kristen Bell doing naked yoga mm. for Mother's Day. Mm. And I must, and I must say, as, as it looks to be a, a very, uh, Tone body. Yes. Yes. Mm, Kristen Bell. So, hey, honey, I know you're doing naked yoga out here. Can I just take your picture? Sure. I'm going to put it on Instagram. Yeah, let me put it on social media. Yeah. No issue yeah. there. I mean, I feel like she would, she's okay with it. Like, I'm sure it was oh, a I'm whole sure planned thing. I'm going to do naked yoga. Oh, I'll take a picture. Hey, let's put it on social media. Okay, that'd be great. But it got you talking, Blake. Well, that and more. Well, the the words naked Kristen Bell will get Blake talking any time. Damn straight. Uh, Brian, do you have I, any... I keep asking for oh. Jason C. Brown to hook me up. He hasn't come through on that yet. Still waiting. <laughs> Jason C. Brown has uh, has really faltered as his Canadian as the Canadian of the year this year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm expecting something from him, like a report, um, some request, some um, personal Kristen Bell photos he can share. Yeah, anything because uh, I'll be honest, he could go down as the worst Canadian of the year since uh, Stork. Yeah. Maybe some summer glow well, since Stork. I mean, no one will be worse than Stork. Really, true. That is true. I um, mean. Jason's not going to be stupid enough to insult Pez, is he? No, 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 no. He can't insult Pez. Nobody insults Pez. Uh, before we get to listener feedback, Brian, uh, people have said that it's depressing to end with obituaries, even though it's the end of the show. Um, so just be ready. We're still going to end with it, just to make it sure. Oh, okay. like <laughs> We're still going to do it. Yes. I mean, still, we can, we can slip in obituaries like... Ahead of like box office news, or Brian could just slip in an obituary here and there throughout the show. <laughs> I think that might help. Uh, we skipped them. We skipped them last week completely. Can we stop the obituaries? Uh, Not that I have anything uh, right. against. Yeah, we skipped last intern. week, so we got Olympia Dukakis. No, <laughs> not, not not that I'm against intern getting more uh, soundbite time. Mm-hmm. The well, obituary the stuff talk, just, the just more you're, you know you're able soundbite to stuff me. just depresses me, man. 
the obituary stuff just depresses me. Why? Why am I ce- celebrating people dying? We're, we're not celebrating, celebrating them dying. We're celebrating yeah, you their are. life. Glamorizing it. No, we're celebrating their life. Glamorizing it. You're, you're making me want to be miserable. I'm just saying. Okay, Blake. I'm sorry. Well, okay, we're making you miserable, but we're celebrating the life of Olympia Dukakis and the artwork that she created uh, during her lifetime. Blake, like I've, such as. Uh, such as uh, Jason's favorite movie, Steel Magnolias. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Tom Skerritt. Yeah. No, no, fuck oh, him. Boy. We'll talk about everyone else but Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt's not even a character in the play. <laughs> Why the hell do you think they were going to write an entire story for him? My for colors are blush and bashful. <laughs> uh, just uh, also, last week we that. missed Ann Douglas. Who's that? Kirk Douglas's wife. Oh, is Kirk Douglas dead? Yes. Okay. Okay. What's Kirk going to do now? Well, he's dead. Well, he's dead, so. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to obituaries, we did it a few weeks, maybe a month ago back when he died. (sighs) Um, Real sad news. Colt Brennan died this week, today. Hawaii. uh, Yeah. Hawaii quarterback um, led them to an undefeated season. Um, he he was a monster out there. And, he still uh, has several mm-hmm. uh, college football uh, records that are still hold, held up. Thirty-seven years old. He uh he got drafted by the Bears, I think. Uh, the Washington Redskins. Football Team. That's what it was. He played for three years and then he uh, went to the ruined arena. his career. Yeah. Well, they said um he was uh, in and out of substance abuse programs. Uh, his dad was said that he was in the middle of a fi- uh, he was in month number five of a substance uh, uh, abuse program right now. We have found him, yeah. So that sucks, though. Um, he was that, he was those awesome. Hawaii teams were fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. Except for when they played Georgia. Except for when they played a real football team. Yeah, they lost forty-one division in that one. game. That did not go well. That did not go well. Um, Brett Blake. Let's do some listener feedback. Sure. What do you got? Got some bomb listener feedback uh, brought to you by uh, Vladimir Putin, that 68-year-old world-class athlete who dabbles in Russian presidential politics. And oil. That's right. He had multiple hat tricks in the All-Star Hockey Showcase there in Sachi. Do you think they just move aside for him? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? I mean, it's nothing like, you know, nothing like his uh, hockey performance he had a couple years ago, you know, where he had like 12 goals, you know, in a game. You know, he only had like eight or nine. There's actually one of the goals were disputed, but I'm sure the statistician will rule in his favor. I'm guessing he's kind of like the last Boy Scout. He goes running out there with a, a gun. And if you don't move from the goal spot, he when he shoots, he's just going to shoot you. He's just going to kill you. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, what we got this you know, week? So, you know, just, just, just so you know, you know, I mean, Kim Jong-il, you know, quit golf because he kept getting holes in one on every, on every hole. It wasn't challenging for him. So, you know, the, I didn't understand. The interesting yeah. thing about that is in North Korea, the golf hole that you hit it in is actually 50 nice. feet wide by 40 feet long. So it's a <laughs> it's a pretty big hole for to get the hole in one in. Just a little fun. Fact. Imagine if you're a ruthless dictator, you can you know. Sports must be very fun and entertaining for you to play. 
Mussolini threw a perfect game once. I mean, that was pretty <laughs> impressive. So. Fuck Wade Miley. I threw a perfect game. I'm Mussolini <laughs> and ran a country. That's right. That's why baseball is outlawed in Italy. Because That's right. Mussolini, the other team could never score. Never. 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 They couldn't even get on base. Uh, one of the reasons Bob Ross had to leave Germany is because uh, Hitler kept saying that he was the best artist, and Bob Ross kept disputing it, so he had to get out of the country. <laughs> Very, you did. It, it's a low-known history fact. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, you figure everybody that Putin plays hockey against, how many of those guys have, have uh, you know, who who didn't let him make a breakaway of the puck? How many of those guys have died by poisoning? Allegedly, or mysterious circumstances. Allegedly. Or how come he never gets checked? I don't understand. Well, he doesn't get checked on the world <laughs> stage either. Anyways, moving on. What do we got from Doug? Uh, yeah, we always start off with that guy. Number one fan? Yeah. Seven? Yeah. Formerly known ben. as. That's right. Big D. Yep. Says, uh, I've asked this before, but give me a good answer this time. He's pretty demanding for a listener feedback person, isn't he? says, why isn't Chris Pine a bigger star? Why do you think Chris I know. Pine? Go ahead. Uh, because he elected to do a DC movie instead of Marvel movies. Oh, I thought you were going to say because he elected to do a Trek movie. No, it, it, it was just he did a DC's in, in the DC movies and whatnot, and they're just not as popular as the Marvel movies. So... Mm-hmm. Did, how many Star Trek movies has he done? Three? Three. Okay. It is interesting because, he, you know, he's not like Scott Speedman. Uh, he actually has skills, and he was supposed to be, like, a pretty big star. And obviously they brought him back for Wonder Woman 2, um, which they shouldn't have. But he's enjoyable in it and that. But it, is it just do you think he just doesn't care maybe? That's part of it? He just picks what he wants? That could be, but I don't know. I mean, he does what he wants. That's true. He's big enough that, yeah, he doesn't have to do movies he doesn't want to do. Maybe if he was in Fast and Furious, that would catapult him. It definitely would. Would. Um, It is pretty impressive. Uh, Brian, why do you think Chris Pine's not a bigger star? Do you think his abs are not good enough? Do you think that could be it? Um, I think he's an ample enough star. Okay. I mean, he's got a net worth of over thirty million dollars. So, really, yeah. Okay. So he's not building high-speed trains from California to New York, but he's still living in a ten thousand square foot house. Yeah, and he's not scoring three hat tricks in you know <laughs> hockey all-star games. Yeah. Okay. So, how, how do you think Vladimir Putin would have done against uh, uh, Tom Wilson? <laughs> Fuck Tom Wilson and fuck the NHL. <laughs> Got a lot Bullshit. of anger. Hey, Brian, you should be happy. You beat me for third place because Tom Wilson took out my player. Oh, I don't I would I wouldn't have chosen to win that way, Jeff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if you're on Putin's team, you really don't need goons because you have a whole secret police organization, you know, radiation poisoning all your Allegedly, I mean, you can probably just get sniped from uh, uh, the the uh, box seats or something. Yeah. Oh, so it's like sudden death with Jean Claude Van Damme. Exactly. 
Gotcha. <laughs> Fuck you, Yager. Traitor. Uh, what do we got next? Ah, Nick Albright's back again. Saying, uh, Jeff Mooney. How would you rank the Mortal Kombat movies? Hashtag penis fatality. Yeah, I didn't hear your music at all there, Jason. Technical difficulties. Oh, well, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, we didn't hear your music at all. Oh. Or I didn't, anyway. Did somebody die from a penis it, fatality in Mortal it, Kombat? One of the Mortal Kombat movies? Maybe. God says, rank them, Jeff. There you go. Um, okay, the first one from the, was that 90s when they made that? They got Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, the word I can't say, Annihilation. Uh, Annihilation? Thank you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the new Mortal Kombat. Well, I'll say the first Mortal Kombat, I'll give three. The newest one, I'll give five. I never saw Annihilation, so I won't rank it. No, you can. Just put it as last. It's awful. It's horrible. Yeah, but, well, so that's, now that's, that's out of 13. Okay. So. so your favorite is the newest one so far? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, there was an article yesterday that I was reading that they ranked all playable Mortal Kombat uh, characters in the video game series, and there was like 77 of them. And I didn't know, like, the backstory, like, you see in the Mortal Kombat movie, the new one, like, that's in the video games. Like, they started adding, like, and there's different eras and all that stuff. I'm like, what? Wait, what happened? And who's the main guy, Liu Kang? In one of the games, he gets his head uh, ripped off, so he's no longer a character in the series. I'm like, what? What? What happened there? Like, okay. So, very interesting. Uh, Let's see here. Like, keep going. Ah, uh, this one's from Pittsburgh Nerd. Mm. Since AEW and Impact Wrestling have been crossing over, have you watched Impact yet? And if so, what have you thought of the product? Uh, I read about it. Uh, I read the reviews every week. Uh, I do not watch it because <laughs> I don't the have the time. That's the best way to enjoy wrestling is to read about it. <laughs> Shut up, day. I don't have the channel, and I don't, I'm not smart enough to do Twitch or care enough to do Twitch. Because um, they play or, live on Twitch. Or just do what I do. Just watch Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, that, oh yeah, and you don't want to be depressed. Okay, good job, Blake. Uh, don't do obituaries. <laughs> well, depressing. because I know it's all fake anyways. Yes, that's right. Brian Pillman didn't die. <laughs> uh, he, anyways, um, I'm intrigued by it, but I feel like there's not enough Impact Stars coming over to uh, AEW, especially since Omega won the Impact t- Championship you would think that they would be pissed off and be like invading, like, screw you, give us our title back. Um, Brian, what do you think? Uh, Honestly, I haven't really watched much of the crossovers either. Mm. Um, I honestly, uh, right now I'm only really watching AEW when, uh, when the Hollywood honk is on. Who would that be? That's uh, Ryan Nemeth. Do you have a picture of him? Uh... Yeah, it's somewhere uh, around here. Okay. Um, so R- Ryan Nemeth, you mean the guy who apparently now likes podcasts? He loves podcasts, apparently, all of a sudden. Oh, I don't yeah. know what, what changed. 
Um, you know, um, anytime you're on this podcast, you need to have a picture ready for of uh, for us of Ryan. He is hot. Yeah. Um, I'll have to look and see. It, okay. We did some some spring cleaning, so I feel like it got subtly moved away from its spot in the living room. <laughs> subtly moved on the mantle. Uh, I do kind of like the idea of Omega being Thanos and trying to get all the titles. Um, I don't know what's left. Maybe NWA, uh, <laughs> Nick Aldis, and maybe Ring of Honor, if they're willing to play. But I don't think he's going to get any Japan ones. Uh, I don't think New Japan's going <laughs> to give him the title. Um, triple I wouldn't it. imagine. No. Uh, maybe Ohio Valley Wrestling title, because that's back. Uh, Al Snow yeah. it. So, Ohio Valley's back. Does he have I a head did, with him? No, he does not. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I did watch uh, Blood and Guts. That was their late, yeah, their, their last, last week or whatever. Yeah. Um, that was weird. The, it was a fun match, but it went like 10 minutes too long. And then the ending it was, was dumb. Weird. Like, the, the very, it was very, like, the blading was very, like, like it wasn't even like they weren't even trying to hide it. Yeah. And then like the ending where it was like the, you know, the throw undertaker throwing Mick Foley off the top. Well, let's just throw Jericho off the top and then let's have the camera zoom directly into where he's landing right on the pads. The, big, the pads. No, no, it was steel. It was cardboard, cardboard oh, yeah. spray painted steel like. But they right, forgot to right, color right. the underneath. <laughs> so it looked right. like, <laughs> um, like at the very least, just like zoom up, zoom away. So like you're not don't give me the ground level camera on that impact. Yeah, they said they should have had the farther one away, like the like you said, yeah. zoomed out and just have him t- MJF toss him. And then that's it. And then, yeah, don't, for don't sure. Show him land or right. just show him go off camera down below and then say, oh, my God, we're out of time. What happened? Sure. Right. And so instead, it looked like something Jim and I used to do uh, in the back of a sporting goods store we used to work at. Uh, That's what it basically came down to. Um, So, but yeah, I mean, I like MJF, so I'm okay. But the match was odd. Yeah. Like when he's telling Sammy, give up or I'm tossing Jericho off. And he does. And then he just stood there for like five more minutes. It's like, yay. Yeah. Like, I feel like for. Like they could have, that could have been just way better. Yeah. Yeah. And it was odd. My, I was watching with my oldest son and he's like, why is he bleeding? And I was like, I have no idea. They showed another guy coming in and Dax Hardwater is over there bleeding like a stuffed pig. And I'm like, where did he get hit at? Like he was laying in the corner. <laughs> um, what else we got here, Blake? Uh, Steve at uh, ILFM. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, what is the greatest ape movie of all time, and why is it Congo? Sad gorilla. So I think he just answered his own question. All right. Well, my answer is Congo is the greatest ape movie of all time because Tim Curry's in. Oh, there you he, go. He eats sesame seeds or buns or whatever. That's a good one. Okay. Hey Jeff, put them on hey, the endangered, put them on the endangered species list. <laughs> Dunstan Checkmate is probably a second one, or Ed. Oh, no. Ed. Ed might be up there with Matt LeBron. No. How about uh, Going Ape with Tony Danza? Does he play a character named Tony? 
I don't remember the character's name, but I would say 90% is Tony. Okay. I'm going to double check on that. So, just checking. What about Ed? I said that. Ed? I said that. With Matt LeBlanc. Uh, Tony Danza plays Foster in Going Ape. Uh, Tony Foster? No. <laughs> Behind the scenes, yes, they just kept call, <laughs> they just cut out Tony part of it every time in the movie. Uh, Danny DeVito's in Going Ape. Wow. Um, yeah, nineteen eighty one American comedy. Yeah, is it? Uh, made five million, five and a half million at the box office. What about yeah. the original Planet of the Apes? Is the beneath one? the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Dr. Zayn. Oh, that Dr. one was Zayn. horrible. <laughs> when the budget was sliced in half, <laughs> then in half, then in half. Was that the one that ends with the nuclear blast? Oh, the worshipping the nuclear missile? How about MVP? Why not? Most Valuable Primate when he plays hockey. Oh, no. No, <laughs> not at all. No. No. Uh, what else we got? Uh, this is uh, from Dev. Hmm. The Psy Guy. A little late, a couple episodes behind, but it says regarding the face-off between Treebeard and Lumberjack. Uh, three things. One, he says, I'm glad Brigger had no clue who Treebeard was. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I'm glad Jeff overthought the question. And Always three, I'm glad Jeff. the intern and Brigger chose the right answer. Hell yeah, we did, Brian. Fuck yeah, we did. Like, that was up for debate. Yeah, not not even a question. And we must have been, we must be spewing off a lot of factually correct information, too, because we've had, like, zero corrections for the past couple months. That is true. We've had no corrections. Good for us. You know, we, we just spew knowledge, and I don't understand why more people don't just accept what we say as fact and just move on. But it's, apparently they are, actually. They are so. lately. They are. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I just discovered a little bit of fun trivia. Mm-hmm. I, was look, I was looking at the Going Ape uh, page or whatnot, and, and I saw that Rick Hurst was in Going Ape. And I'm like, Rick Hurst, the guy who played Cletus in Dukes of Hazard. So I clicked on his page, and I noticed he is the father of Ryan Hurst. Wow. Opie. Opie from yeah. Sunday Walking and Dead. I did not realize Opie's father was Cletus. That's awesome. <laughs> Ryan Hurst got that the height. <laughs> Ryan Hurst, I think, got the height in that family. Well, Rick Hurst wasn't small. Yeah, but Opie's pretty big. Uh, what else? Let's wrap this is Cletus, up. not Enos. Cletus Damn. was the big. Oh, I'm just thinking Enos. Try Sorry, it. my bad. That was Enos. Come here for all your hee haw trivia. Uh, Dukes of Hazard. That was Enos Envy for me. Sorry. Uh, let's see what else. Hee-haw, Dukes of Hazard. Whatever. <laughs> Professor number one and Doctor number one. You know I'm writing that one down, Jason. <laughs> Why do you think is the worst mother in a television series? Who do you think? No, who do you think is the worst mother in a television series? I don't know. I was trying to be a nice guy and just put a who's your favorite television mother out there in a poll for Twitter of the week and... Dear God, everybody lambasted me. How dare you forget her? How dare you forget? I was just putting a couple out there. Sorry. Ooh, do well, we get to read the results of that next week? Uh, I don't know. I have it here well, somewhere. 
Oh, no. My pick for worst mother in a television series is Gemma Teller. Gemma's probably the worst. Gemma is probably the worst. Um, Charlie Hunter had every um, every perfect opportunity to kill her, and he did, and in the show, and I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. You know, it, it, it's a shame it wasn't real because allegedly because. You know, then she wouldn't be making that effing horrible show, Rebel. I'm a rebel. Ha <laughs> ha, I helped the underdog out. I'm rebel. Well, I've been recording it, but I haven't watched it yet, so I'll have to watch that and get back to you on why it's a great show. <laughs> Every single time that commercial comes on, my wife goes, Oh, dear God, because I say it every time. I'm rebel. I helped the underdog. I'm going to put it this it. way. Have you ever seen Katie Seagal in a bad role? Uh, rebel. So the answer is no, you no. haven't. I like Katie Seagal. I like Katie Seagal. That looks like shit. It looks awful. Looks horrible. But you haven't seen it, so you don't know. You have to give it three episodes. Come on, that's your test. I'm not watching three episodes of that no, shit. I'm, they never did do the Modern Family crossover with uh, Married with Children, did they? No. It was a different era, I think, too. I mean, they, that would have been a great finale for that show. Um, or a spoof I mean, finale. Ed, Ed did show up in uh, Eight Simple Rules. Does that is that close enough? No. Although I did see in the props, he was reading the same newspaper props from Married with Children in well, Modern Family. Was he? Yeah. I think they have awesome. one newspaper prop that they use yeah. in Hollywood. <laughs> What's a newspaper? Exactly. Um. Blake. So oh, sorry, the results ahead. of our Mother's Day poll this that is, Jason ruined. For best mother. <laughs> this is best mother. Best mother. Mm-hmm. The choices are Peggy Hill, Lorelai Gilmore. Gilmore Gorton Girl. Lorelai. Oh, my God. That show is horrible. Claire Dunphy. Uh, oh, yeah. Claire Carol Brady. Carol Ooh. Brady. Ooh. This was from a website online. Come on. It's from where? uh, I picked four of the top ten from a website. I think it was uh, Collider. I think it was Collider. Collider? Yeah. Why didn't you pick the top (laughs) four? Carol Brady was one of the top four. The crossover (laughs) cooking website with (laughs) pop culture TV. So in last place with 4% of the votes, Claire Dunphy. That's bullshit. And I hate this poll already. But they didn't place. say most attractive mother. They said best mother. Uh, third place, Lorelai Gilmore with 22% of the Oh, God, Lorelai. And winning. A break. And winning 39% to 35% was Peggy Hill over at Carol Brady. Thank Peggy goodness. Hill. Because Carol Brady didn't even do mothering. She didn't, you know, she uh, Alice did all the mothering about? in that TV show. No, 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 no. Alice did the cooking and the cleaning. That's not and, mothering. Mothering is yelling at Greg when more. she finds cigarettes in his jacket. <laughs> what do you think? Mothering <laughs> is putting a, a jacket on Bobby when he's uh, is out trying to oh, set a. Uh, Alice did uh, more mothering than Carol than Carol Brady. Not even close. I'm just, gonna have to go Alice back and did, start Alice watching just did and start a bitch check work. mark. I'm gonna start doing based upon your standards. 
I mean, who made those kids lunches every day? Come on. Sam the butcher when he slept uh, over. <laughs> um, that's not a mother thing to do. That's a servant thing to do. Hey, what did Carol Brady do, by the way? She was just a professional housewife. Yeah, um, she volunteered at the children's schools. She like I don't remember that episode. It, it was the one where she caught Greg smoking, although it wasn't Greg's cigarette, so <laughs> he took the fall for a friend. Or she was just helping out that day. <laughs> well, she was on the anti-smoking uh, committee, and then her son got caught with cigarettes. I mean, come on. But she was okay with heroin. I mean, that was odd. Uh, <laughs> no smoking, but here's heroin. It was odd. Um, I just like the episode they went to Kings Island in Cincinnati. Wrong, yes. wrong p- tube with the architecture uh, papers. Uh, it was a Yogi Bear poster. Oh, man, how embarrassing. At least they went on the racer, though. <laughs> well, that was the only, like, ride they had with that. <laughs> uh, Jeff, give me some news of the geek music. 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 News of the geek. Uh, let's see here. Per New York Post and BroBible.com. It's pleasant, pleasant to have... Bro. 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 Matt Riddle. It's pleasant to have the ability Bruh. to modify your food and drink when ordering online. But if you're making more than five modifications to your cup of coffee, maybe you're a dick or a schmo. Edward, who placed a ridiculous Starbucks Starbucks order that went viral for all the wrong wrong reasons, is a schmo. Yeah, Uh, his drink order. I mean, you really should check the visuals out on this if you're listening at home. (laughs) Go to the ProBible.com and Starbucks and and look at these assholes that come up with this. Oh, we got it here. Hold on. Anyways, go ahead. This outrageous. Twenty-four ounce venti caramel ribbon crunch. Frappuccino. What the fuck did I just say? What the hell is well, First that? of all, nobody knows what that is. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the normal drink. Caramel ribbon boring. crunch frappuccino was to be double blended. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Then <laughs> Insane Beverage had 13 total modifications, including five, 13 ba- mods. five bananas, extra caramel drizzle, extra whipped cream, extra ice. Ew. Extra cinnamon, ew. seven pumps, yeah, of oh caramel sauce, uh, extra car- caramel crunch, one pump of honey blend, heavy cream, extra salted brown butter topping. Five, what the hell is brown butter topping? Is that like the things at like Texas Roadhouse, like the butter? Um, and five pumps of frappuccino roast. Oh, and seven servings of frappuccino chips. What the hell is that? Uh, yeah. uh, the star. The probably st- some stupid TikTok challenge. Yes. Well, that's the problem. And TikTok trend that inspired the messy mix is enough to make even the most seasoned barista need a post-shift drink. Josie, a Starbucks employee, took to Twitter over the weekend, venting about the venti caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino that Dickhead Edward ordered. Um, on t- and she put tweeted on today's episode of Why I Want to Quit My Job. <laughs> uh, let's see. His uh, the star the Edwards drink though is just one of many that have been inspired by a new TikTok trend, which encourages coffee lovers to get outlandishly creative with their orders. Under the hashtag ha- hashtag Starbucks, imaginative. They're not really imaginative. Fuck them. 
content creators. Dickhead, dickhead content creators. Yeah. Thank you, Blake, for fixing that. Are sharing You're hundreds welcome. of customized drinks from the ca- cafe's chain's unofficial secret menu. Uh, coffee fiends are finding funky ways to ja- jazz up their Java. Bad news is baristas abhor making these elaborate, time-consuming drinks. Uh, Josie also said, this order comes in every other week. Uh, while she showed a picture of a green tea cream frappuccino. What the fuck is a green tea cream frappuccino with 29 supplementary specifications? 29. Another barista said, I'll raise you this, and had a cafe misto with over 30 additional demands. Uh... All right. Well, I got a question. Yes. If you're like one of these people that makes these outrageous demands, mm-hmm. if you tip well enough, is it okay? How much of a tip? Like 50 cents for every, like you get two free uh, mm-hmm. specifications and 50 cents for every specification after that. So on a I, I 29. You, there's no tipping going on. So if they were so, getting tipped well. These baristas yeah. wouldn't be bitching about it. Brian's a bartender, so, Brian. Say you're in the coffee shop and some asshole makes this drink, requests this drink. I asked Jim about this same question. <laughs> how much of a tip is worth of this? How much tip is worthy to make this? Uh, I would I would give 100%. Okay. So if he gives you, if it's a, this drink, like. Say 20, it's a $20 coffee with, that takes, it's going to take 25 minutes to make probably. My God. I mean, I would, I, I mean. I, a, I, I mean, I would expect, but I would, I mean, it would never happen, but you would expect a hundred percent tip. you like, if it was 20 bucks and they plop down yeah. 40 for you. I mean, it would somewhat make it, I mean, the guy, they would, no matter what they tip, they'd still be an asshole. Yeah. But I mean, that would, that would at least make it manageable. I mean, it's yeah, going to take five minutes just to aren't you the one that's not counting out 44 kibbles for the dog's bowl? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, allegedly. Uh, customer- no, I, I, don't, I don't do that. <laughs> well, here's the best one. Customers are waiting behind these Edwards of the world aren't fond of it either. Hey. Quote, I was behind a woman who had an order that ridiculous... And instead of it being heated to 37 degrees Celsius, not 36, not 38, she needed it to be uh, heated to 37. She will know the difference. Yes. So my question on that is, does spit lower or raise the temperature? (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing lower. (laughs) What What effect does my certain appendage have on the Celsius degree of this drink? I tell my kids all the time if we eat out or we order food and that, never piss off the people making your food. It's the same no. rule from waiting the movie. You don't. This, do is, it. this is where going through drive-throughs of family people yes. who can't who who can't order a regular item but have to modify it with three or four different modifications. And I tell them, I said, every time you make a modification like this, all you're doing is increasing the chances that it's going to be wrong. Yes. And then when you get their food, it's like, we got pickles on it. I'm like, I would like 13 burgers with six cheese in between. I need bacon and lettuce and a Diet Coke, please. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. I fucking hate people. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's a, well. First of all, I it, it's it's really offensive to me 
as a uh, Java, you know, cafe cappuccino lover that not not only do you have titles like venti caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino, or you have venti caramel, yeah, or you know, the uh, green you know, tea, green cream, green tea, green tea, venti mocha cream frappa macalaca. Uh, (laughs) whatever you know that first of all that's all offensive to begin with but if you're adding 26 modifications or 30 modifications and you're not as we say giving a good tip and just so you can post it on tiktok with the stupid look at me generation look how funny and smart i am i'm like yeah fuck you how many times does that get spit on though too i'm seriously like i mean not even spit on but like Oh, I dropped the banana. Or the expectation that it's going to be spit in. Yeah. I mean, come on. Oh. I mean, you know, if you're an honest, decent person, you know, barista, you're not going to. But, you yeah, know. You may not spit, but you're going to do something to fuck that drink up. Because there's no way he's going to know, that douchebag is going to know that all that stuff is in there. That's <laughs> right. Only seven pumps. Oh, that one lady Only knew six if it was... pumps of caramel sauce, not seven. That <laughs> one lady that. would know if it was going to be a degree hot, too hot, or too cold. You know, these Fuck people her. are experts. Better question. How many calories is this drink? <laughs> 2,000? 14,000? <laughs> Two, 3,000? Easy. <laughs> How many doses of type 2 diabetes are there in these? <laughs> I told you, I used to have somebody that I worked with that... We, we she would go to Starbucks every day, and she would have a thousand calorie drink because she would have modifications to it. And then yeah. when she's like, when she realized like she was kind of put in like you know how many calories it is, she's like, oh my god, I didn't realize that. And then she would continue yeah, doing thousand, it. It's like well, yeah, a thousand it. calorie bomb. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Why is my blood sugar so high? Shit, to me, in my opinion, shit like this is what. Why you keep seeing all these places like pop up saying like we're closed because we don't have a staff. Yeah. It's people do shit like this and it pisses people off or like they don't like they're just trying to work and they don't want to be part of some dumbass social media challenge where you're going to be a dick. <laughs> just like Exactly. Just stick to espresso stuff. and milk for fuck's sake, man. Fucking Come on. Coffee and cream and sugar. There fuck, you go. Dude, like. It's. I don't even know well, like why you would put Starbucks, a banana. Starbucks, like, puts itself out there as the place of fancy coffee. I mean, I can understand you don't want that shit if you're like serving at McDonald's and someone wants a <laughs> coffee with eighteen modifications. I would like six egg McMuffins in my coffee. Could I mean, Star- Starbucks designs <laughs> these, the these sugar bomb drinks and For then sure. people go to ahead and make 29 modifications ah so you're saying and some of this is probably self-induced some yeah, of it well, a little because bit they, but they're i mean they make they don't put it like their foot down and say like you know what like we're not gonna do this like I, we're not gonna put 44 fucking spritzes of fucking <laughs> caramel crunch nut bars in here buddy like we're true. not gonna do it if, if you're if you're serving a drink that's titled venti caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino, and you're supposed to know what size of venti is, it's twenty ounces. Ounces. Twenty twenty ounces. Well, I, no, it's twenty four. Twenty four. How hey, come a grande is the smallest? Fuck that store. Hey Brian. Yes. It was very sexy when you said nut bar. Mm, that got me going. Give me that nut bar. <laughs> and drizzle. Um, 
I want the TikTok challenge of a douchebag ordering this and then the barista just throwing it on them when they after they made it. Hey, here's your fucking thing, Edward. Take it, you asshole. Nah. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a TikTok challenge where you just go in and you be a normal person and order something and then you get it and then you and, leave. Oh, and you leave you, a twenty percent tip just for a carry out. Can I have a drink. can I have a grande coffee? Thanks. <laughs> TikTok challenge Starbucks <laughs> hashtag Starbucks Hobie Starbucks Hobie Starbucks Hobie Starbucks hashtag Hobie Starbucks Tweet that to us if you go into a Starbucks and just order a regular drink hashtag Hobie Starbucks tag us on at Bad Ideas Podcast <laughs> and tell the staff thank you Yeah, yeah don't put TikTok a dollar in the jar. I don't think any of us are on TikTok Hobie, Hobie doesn't have a TikTok uh, presence um, and I want you to say when, after you order it say you're welcome from Hobie. I mean, that's it. I mean, you're welcome. Hobie, Hobie started this to make your job easier. Uh, quickies. The Hollywood Reporter has learned that Hannah, 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 banana, John Kamen from Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ready Player One has been cast as the warrior in Millennium's upcoming Red Sonja reboot. Uh, Joey Soloway from Transparent and Mother Trucker what, is directing the project with a screenplay he wrote with Tasha Huo from Tomb Raider, the TV TV. And Women in the Dirt. Uh, Hannah John uh, Kamen is, of course, best known for her role as Ava Starr slash Ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. But she also was in Ready Player One, Tomb Raider, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, The Tunnel, Game of Thrones, and more. Um, I'm interested in this. I think she could pull it off. I don't have a problem with I, that. I think so, too. And as and I do have a question. So mm-hmm. you're going Red Sonja, right? Yeah. So, of course, that means, you know... Conan. Uh, Metal, metal uh, bikini chain armor or scale armor, right? And the the reason you know we found this Hollywood quickie is because for some reason I keep getting all these Red Sonya feeds injected to me by some social media, and I, I don't know why, but I keep sharing them with everybody. But in in this now politically correct day and age and fixing of people's uh, you know outfits, especially female superheroes or female heroes. Uh, what are the odds that uh, she's a fully clothed, less sexy Red Sonia? Oh, there's no way that it's going to be the old school. Yeah. No, no way. No way. <laughs> it makes zero sense uh, to, you know, for armor to actually be that. I mean, but what if it's you, plus five? Well, if it's magic armor, then okay. <laughs> Is it like a magic helmet? What if it helmet? comes with tassels of intimidation? Ooh. She doesn't need them. <laughs> Me and my magic helmet. She, she doesn't need magic to intimidate. Everybody needs magic. Everybody. Uh, there you go. Uh, there's your news. Um, let's get you some box office. Box office news and world report with Jeff at 6 p.m. Good, it's at 6 p.m. if you start listening to this podcast at no wait no. Um, it would be at 4:39. All right. <laughs> at insert time here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the box office for May 7th through May 9th. Uh, we've got number one, Wrath of Man made 8.1 million dollars in its opening weekend on a 40 million dollar budget. Okay. Coming in at number two, unless somebody wanted to say anything about Wrath of Man. Nope. 
Okay. Number two, uh, Demon Slayer the movie colon Mugen Train made another three million, total of thirty seven million on a sixty million dollar budget. Coming in at number three, Mortal Kombat made two point four million, a total of thirty eight million on a fifty five million dollar budget. Number four, still holding strong, Godzilla versus Kong made another one point nine million. Total of $93 million on a $160 million budget. Slowly and, getting there. And at number five, Raya and the Last Dragon made another $1.85 million, <laughs> a total of $44 million on a budget of $140 million. Telling you, Jeff, still going to be talking about this next November. Telling you. Raya, Raya and the Last Dragon is still going to be in the top five in November? Uh, maybe. It's going to be. And there are things opening in the summer, Jay. Yeah, uh, your upcoming list, Jeff, we actually, Brian, did a good job as an intern. There was like 18 films coming out this year or this week, but only four of them were uh, wide released. We finally got wide release films. So good job, Brian, on that. Nice job. Only the wide releases are coming. All right. Nice job. Um, Well, upcoming May 14th of 2021, we have Those Who Wish Me Dead. You got this, Brian? I do. Okay. Uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, a teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked with protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all. (laughs) Okay. Uh, From the frying pan to the fire. Is it a star? Twin assassins. Angelina Jolie. um, Howie Long? No, that was a different movie. No. <laughs> uh, Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt. Ooh, The ben Beast. Little, John Bernthal. Nice. Oh. The Punisher. Uh, Tyler Perry. Oh, God, I'm out. Hopefully he's not Medea. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, it's directed by Taylor Sheridan from Yellowstone. Oh, okay. that's coming back next month, June. Yeah. Uh, also, the, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Brian. You. I was just going to ask Jason if he saw that they they added another spinoff that they're doing. For, so they're they got two spinoffs now. Really? For Yellowstone, yeah, for Paramount Plus. What's the other one? Uh, it's like. Um, Ranch 6666 Supposed to be like some It's based off of a true ranch Like that's the ranch number or name Mm -hmm. Somewhere in Montana Or around that area That's one too many sixes (laughs) That's the joke Uh, What else we got here uh, Uh, Also opening up We have Profile on the night that he and his high school sweetheart, Cindy, plan to consummate their love, Eugene waxes his head and falls into a coma. Four years later, Eugene wakes up and discovers that his girlfriend is now a centerfold model and playboy. Together with his best friend, Eugene embarks on a cross-country trip to uh, visit Cindy and win her back. That's Miss March. What? <laughs> oh, I typed it in wrong. My bad. My bad. What else we got? Damn it, Jeff, you're spoiling it again. Yeah, if he's going to read Miss March, it deserves (laughs) to be spoiled. Uh, We also have Spiral. 
What's that? Go ahead, Brian. You can do this one. Uh, let me find it. Oh, I was I was still on profile <laughs> as I expected to read it like a normal person, but but Jason uh, Spiral is the uh, new chapter of the Saul trilogies. Uh, a criminal mastermind unleashes a twisted form of justice in Spiral. The terrifying new chapter from the Book of Saul. Brad from the Cinema Guys gave me a set, uh, a review. He saw it tonight. Chris Rock was great in a dramatic role, and this was the best sequel in the Saul franchise. So there you go. There you go. Uh, so it's got Samuel L. Jackson, Chris Rock. Oh. Uh, they actually hired real actors. Yeah. It looks decent. It really does. So. I haven't seen... I've only seen maybe almost all of the first Saw. I haven't seen any of them. I think I've seen five oh. of them. And then I can't get So you didn't, even, you didn't even see the amazing twist at the end of the first one, Brian? I didn't. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I saw the first two. The twist is she's a, she's a guy. Big twist. Big twist at the mm-hmm. end. Oh, wait a minute. I think that's Crying Game. Nope, 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 nope. No, it isn't. <laughs> also coming out this Friday, we have Finding You. Now, don't read Finding Nemo. <laughs> wow. Or Finding Dory. Finding You. Uh, Finley, a talented, aspiring violinist, meets Beckett, a famous young movie star, on the way to her college semester abroad program, in a small coastal village in Ireland, an unexpected romance emerges as heartthrob Beckett leads the uptight Finley on an adventurous reawakening, and she emboldens him to take charge of his future until the pressures of his stardom get in the way. You sure that's it? I got, uh, in the year 2455, uh, Earth is now a contaminated planet abandoned for centuries, yet humans have returned to the deadly place that they once fled. Not to live, but to research the ancient, rusting artifacts of the bygone civilizations that caused the environmental disaster. Little does the most recent landing party know, realize that the fate that awaits them is death. I don't know. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It awaits us all. Uh... So there you go. Um, got nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's probably not good. Uh, let's see. Mm. I might watch it only because Tom Everett Scott's in it. Tom Everett Scott's good. Oh, I really thought you meant Tom Scarrett. I was like, oh, I was oh yeah, I would Tom watch Scarrett Tom Scarrett. Too. Tom Scarrett, <laughs> Tom Everett Scott. Same name. Tom no. Sizemore. No, that's just crazy. Uh, Jeff, give me some top five music. Top. Five music for our top five list. You suck. Anyway, it's better than any song you ever wrote. Jokes, jokes. Who's got jokes? Brian does. Just saying. Thanks for proving Uh, my point. Hang on. Gummy bears, gummy bears. Where do they live? I don't know. Down the street, maybe. I don't know. Gummy bears. 
I have to tell Jim not to bother listening to this episode because Jason sang Gummy Bears. Gummy Bears. Uh, let's see. Top five this week is top five favorite moments in a fi- in one film franchise of your choosing. There's a little confusion on that. So you, everybody gets to pick a film franchise that they want, that they like, and you pick the top five favorite moments from it. Oh, I thought we picked our top five favorite moments from other people's chosen franchises. Do that, too. You do you, Jeff. (laughs) Holy shnikes, I totally misread this. What did you do, Brian? (laughs) I've got five moments from my favorite film franchises. That's that's how I read it at first, too. Then I had to read it again. So you have 20 listed? No, I I have have five. Five from five franchises. Right? No. Well, you can yes. do that too. Yeah, because uh, at first I was pissed off. I'm like, why I got to go to five franchises <laughs> and then find a favorite moment from each? I mean, it was relatively easy for me, but to do I, that, but probably would have been a better list than the one I have than just one franchise. Well, you me. know what, fuckers, you can make but your own top that five. That's what next I made. <laughs> you all assholes, pick your own five. You well, we made our own this week. <sighs> I'm going um, first, then. Screw you all. Number five for me. Jeez, old Pete. What franchise are you picking? Now, yeah, do we have to guess the franchise? No, because you're going to guess this within two seconds. Star Wars. Uh, Chewbacca. (laughs) Oh, you mean the list we did six months ago? Yep, but I liked, I wanted to change it. I wanted to do it. (laughs) Fuck. Well, never mind. We both have the same franchise. Oh, that's fine. Uh, (laughs) I did number five for me is the speeder bike scene. Uh, with the Scout Troopers and Return of the Jedi, number five. Love I thought that you scene. were going to say pod racing. Now <laughs> this is pod racing. Uh, no, speeder bike scene. Uh, Jeff, number five. Um, I picked five uh, moments from the uh, series of uh, Benoit Blanc movies. So uh, Agatha Christie. Picked... Huh? What? what? Agatha Christie. No. Huh? No. What? Uh, what? Huh? Huh? Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Uh, my number five is in uh, Knives Out when every member of the family kept picking a different country of origin whenever talking about Marta's, where Marta's mother is from. Like every time <laughs> they mention it, it's a different country because they're so self absorbed, they don't even know what country she's from. It's Uruguay or Brazil or Ecuador or Paraguay or Cuba. Um, ah. Nobody knows. So you're so hobbying your first selection because they all – it wasn't like one moment. There's several yeah. moments where they're all talking yeah. to make the same mistake. It, it's, yeah, I, I guess you could say that because I – didn't, I didn't enjoy that about Knives Out. It was, I did find it pretty funny as they kept getting her nation of origin wrong. <laughs> Like if it just happened once, then it wouldn't yeah. made my list. But since it happened like five yeah, times, no, all, everybody kept guessing. Yeah, the wrong assumption. Uh, Brian, number five for you. All right. So my number five favorite moment in a film franchise of my choosing uh, comes from the very first, uh, the Fast and the Furious. What? Um, what? No. The uh, in the very first race. Was it the car that went really fast? Yeah. Was Let it the one that had it. nitro? Let him have it. Shut up, Blake. <laughs> Let him have it. Which one is it, Brian? Come on. Uh, it's in the, the very first race. And special uh, booster where... in it. Brian, Blake, shut it. 
Shut it. Shut it. All right, I'm stop. I'm shutting up. At the at the end, uh, when he won, uh, Paul Walker Blake, lives. Blake, I will meet you. Shut the fuck up. Dies. Um, Blake. it's the part at the end of the very first race when Paul Walker tells Vin Diesel, "I almost had you." Uh, uh, <laughs> that's that's where was it the best sex scene? Is that uh, the orange car and the black car? We lost. Blake, you know how hard this is for me. You know how hard this is for me. Shut up, Blake. Shut up, Blake. Muting myself. Stop it. Go ahead, Blake. What's your number five? Since Brian just left, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Give us one of your fucking French New Wave films that you like. I had, I had five more jokes ready to go, and I had. You know how hard it was for me not to say them. No. (laughs) Go ahead, Blake. Uh, I I picked Indiana Jones, so I'm glad nobody else picked Indiana Jones. But I, uh, you're, there is a mostly theme to it. But I I really enjoyed the uh, boxing match in front of the Nazi rotating Nazi plane. <laughs> is that when Indy's, he punches uh, the Nazi? Yeah, where he punches the <laughs> Nazi, and then uh, he's getting his ass kicked. But is that where Nazis die? Yeah. And then he ends up. Uh, did he have a swastika on him? Getting beat up, you know, ate up by the uh, plane blade. It was pretty funny. Is, is that the movie where Indiana Jones is irrelevant to the plot? <laughs> Correct. That's all of them. <laughs> oh, Blake, you make me laugh. Uh, what's your number four from the Indiana Jones franchise? I do like that scene, though. I the only, like the only good, the only good scene from Temple of Doom. I really like the Shanghai opening with the antidote. No, the the uh, the coal mine. I like that one. No, people people like that, but I really hated that ride. It looked like stupid Disney ass fucking ride. Pretty much did. No, the only good scene is when they jumped out of a plane in a raft. Oh no! Hey, now Blake, shut the fuck up. I mean, that was just a. I am putting myself on mute. <laughs> Brian, number Put four. Brian, number putting myself four. on mute. I'm on mute. Mm-hmm. I'm mute. Intern, I'm muting right now. Right. He is muted, actually. <laughs> uh, number four comes from John Wick one, where they're uh, interrogating him and they ask him, like he says, people have been asking me if I'm back. And yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm back. It's like the part where he is all like he's all in on his return back into the the underworld. I'm glad you didn't you didn't say when they killed the puppy. Then I would have some issues. I would have some. That's issues. That's not my favorite moment. Why would that be my favorite moment? Like I don't know. That's why I was worried. Favorite moment. Um, Should we have least favorite moments in movies? Is that our next? Maybe. Uh, I've never seen John Wick. I got them on DVR. I got to. I got to watch them. I got to watch them. Were they them. broadcast? I don't know. Uh, my, don't watch them if they're te- if they're edited, if they're TV recorded. Don't okay. watch them. Okay, I'll double check. I'll bring, the, I'll bring the, I'll bring them when we're back in the studio for you. I know that one channel does it that is unedited. Uh, I know IFC does, but I think Paramount Network or one of them does not Paramount. I don't think that they're streaming anywhere right now. Okay, I'll double check. Uh, Jeff, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is uh, in Knives Out when uh, it's not a uh, 
Benoit. It is a franchise. Go ahead. When uh, Benoit Blanc and Marta are like walking through the woods and they talk about how, oh, it rained and there's footprints out here. And she walks up ahead and walks all over the crime scene or whatnot. And he's like, be careful not to walk over things. And she like pretends not to hear. So she completely screws up the the footprints. Yep. Uh, My number four from Star Wars is um, Ray and Finn piloting the Millennium Falcon Force Awakens. I really like that scene when they first get behind the the wheel of the uh, Falcon. Uh, One of my favorite scenes. So, uh, uh, number three for me is uh, I hobied this one. It's the Return of the Jedi lightsabers fight scene between Darth Vader and Luke. And Darth Vader attacks in Rogue One, just to show how badass he is. All right, you hope he does too. Yes. Uh, uh, Are those your only lightsabers yep. uh, on the list? Okay. Yep. Uh, number three for you, Jeff. Number three for me is uh, in Knives Out, when uh, Marta finds the, the broken piece of wood uh, that could show that she was there the night before and throws it away, and then the dog bird keeps bringing it back. That was number three for me. Number three for you, Brian. You're on mute. You're muted, Brian. Sorry. That's right. Uh, number three for me is uh, from the Dark Knight trilogy. I hope beat it. Uh, uh, the Bane, Bane breaking Batman and the Joker interrogation scenes. Uh-huh. When we adopted the dark, I was born into it. I'm Bane. Oh, God. That might be the worst Bane impersonation <laughs> I've heard. Thanks, Brian. I was born into it. I think that was better, that one there. I was born into it. Uh, you could probably do the top five in just the Dark Knight trilogy. You could probably do all of that. Well, yeah, you could. Uh, probably should have done that one to Star Wars. Damn. Blake, you can unmute now with your number three. Hey, he's back. Indiana in Jones truck chase. Which one? First From one. Fir- first one. When he goes under the truck. Oh, okay. I got over you. the truck. In front of the truck, the truck. On the side of the truck. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Punching the guy through the glass truck. Okay. Okay. Is that better than the, Is that better than the tank scene in Last Crusade? Uh, the tank scene felt like it was a rehash of the truck. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's your number two? You're, you're going to notice I, I, I don't have a lot of... Last Crusade stuff in here, but I do have some. But if you've got from Kingdom it. of the Crystal Skull, then we'll be all right. Giant ants. Uh, no. what's, your, what's your number two? But I do have this. You know, yeah, I do. I did like the uh, River Phoenix, Young Indiana Jones origin uh, origin scene in, in the beginning of that movie. So train? I did. I did like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had that. It, you know, you see where he adopts the style, the the, the man with the hat. And mm-hmm. You get to see how he got his scar on his chin with the whip and all that other stuff. And the whole it belongs in a museum, you know, thing. Kind of like, uh, yeah. Is, is that your number two? That's my number two. 
Okay. I like that scene. That's a very good one. That's a very Thank good you. one. Going on mute. <laughs> you can come. Oh, okay, Brian's on. Yeah, go on mute. Brian, number okay. two. Uh, number two for me is the uh, Rocky's speech to his son in Rocky Balboa. Oh, okay. wow. That's your favorite moment of all Rocky movies, huh? Wow. Uh, it's it's one of my favorite moments uh, mm-hmm. in the Rocky tro- in the tro- you know in that franchise. Right. It's one of them. Yes. That's a good one. I like that. I like that scene. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Is that the one that he faces Mason Dixon line or whatever Mason yeah. line? Okay. Yeah. Mason the line Dixon. Mason the line Dixon. That's what it is. Uh, Blake, you can come because a video game said he would lose to Rocky. <laughs> Blake, you can come back. Uh, Jeff, number two. Uh, number two uh, for me, it's uh, in Knives Out uh, when Marta vomits all over Ransom. You know, because her tell is, you know, she can't lie or she gets sick, and she was able to hold it back until uh, hold back the lie or hold back the vomit after she lied. Until after, uh, you know, the big reveal, and then she let it all go. Blake interrupts was... Brian, but he can't interrupt Jeff with his fucking knives out. It's not a franchise. It is a franchise. They've got three movies. What? Two of them just haven't been made yet. Huh? Blake, what? you don't interrupt Jeff, but huh? you interrupt Brian. Blake's, Jeff's making a mockery of this. I'm not making a mockery. It's the franchise yeah, I, I think he's insulting, he's insulting all of us with this made-up franchise stuff with only one movie. But uh, There's multiple movies. My other option was going to be Clue, but that was only one movie. I you should have picked Clue. Franchise. They're making a sequel to, or a reboot of Clue. Yeah, is that, a different, is that the same franchise, though? I don't know. My number two is... You could have picked Clue because it does have multiple endings. Ooh, oh, yeah. Okay, so flames on the side of my face. Nope, too late. Burning. Even breath. Uh, my number two is the Battle of Hoth, the Adats, coming on to it when you hear the sound coming of them just stomping away. Um, so that's my number two in the Star Wars franchise. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised. What? I don't think I've ever heard you call heard you call them adats before. We usually call them ATATs. I know, and it drove drove me crazy. So I know that's I'm why like, I keep saying them ATATs. I'm, I'm stunned you said adat. I'm like, wow. Uh, and my number one is Jabba's. Uh, it's a tough one, but Jabba uh, the skiff uh, when uh, Luke Skywalker is slave Leia. Everybody. Slave Leia when they're on the skiffs. That is probably my favorite scene in all the franchises. I just love that battle scene. Uh, close. I almost, honorable mention is the Ewok fight scene because I really like the Endor battle scene. Uh, not so much the Ewoks, but just like the how they use the terrain and just it was really cool. But I love the Jabba skiff scene. Uh, I love it, especially the time when like was it Luke like uh, misses the guy with his kick, but he still goes flying off yes. the sailboat. He misses it by like six feet. Um, but he uses the force to push him. Yeah, it was about as bad as Nia Jack's wrestling. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is that is one of my favorites. It's so much so that they have the job of the hut skiff. Uh, it's like ten feet long, and uh, they have it for it sale. It was no Bezos. It was no Bezos yacht. Let's just say that. And no, it's no Bezos. Oh. It's close though. It's close. Um, and 
they have that uh, for like four hundred and fifty dollars, and it was a Hasbro or Kenner exclusive. Whoever's making Star Wars now, and uh, a couple years ago, and I really, really want it, and my wife won't let me buy it. I don't, I don't know where I would it. put it. It would take up our whole podcast table, but I think it would be worth it. Well, you might as well put it there since we can't use it for podcasting. I'm using it for podcasting right now. <laughs> but you could also use it with the skiff on it. So. I'll be honest. If I have the skiff right there, I'm going to be playing with it the whole time. Yeah, that's good talk. <laughs> that's good talk. Uh, number one for you, Jeff. Uh, number one for me, um, in Knives Out, ah. the low-speed car chase. Mm. Brian, what's your number one? I can't even remember the low speed car chase. <laughs> it's when she's trying to get away and all the cops are chasing her and she's only going like 30 miles an hour and they're all just. Jeff, uh, you screwed this up. Was, that was X versus Sever. Um, no, 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 no. That was an 18 mile an hour motorcycle nope, chase. Nope. That was that was that was from slow and laborious. Mm. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, I think you're you're confusing your movies. Uh, Brian, what's your number one? I'm Shut going up, on mute. mute. <laughs> uh, number one for me is from the Ran- Rambo film franchise. Uh, Rambo goes home in the last Last Blood. Okay. In last. So thank you like, for not being from Rambo three. <laughs> yeah, that's by far the worst one, but uh, in my opinion. No, like throughout the whole the whole franchise, I mean, he, he always talks about wanting to go home, and uh, the last one is is set at his father's ranch. So he never got he never got there. Had never had a chance to get there until later in his life. So, but really, isn't home the friends we made along the way? Mm-hmm. He didn't make a whole lot of friends. <laughs> He and made we'll, a lot and then killed them. Yeah, I was going to say, he blew up every one of his ranch. Um, I, I like that home is this ranch, but let me booby trap it for everything. <laughs> for anything. Just in well, case. I mean, I'm jealous. If you had Rambo's life, you would booby trap the ranch, too. I would love to booby trap my house right now outside. Uh, let's see here. Bri- er, Blake, that's your name. What's your number one? Unmute. Number one, the, the whole opening sequence of Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark. You could probably that, that could have been that could have been a short sequence. that could have been a short movie film and mm-hmm. ended after Belloc takes his yeah once one's yours now mine again it could have ended right then and there and it would have been yep. perfect I agree yep I had a, a class in in college where we stripped the audio from that scene that old scene from the beginning to mm-hmm. you know what and we put in our own audio. Like all the music and sound effects mm-hmm. and foley and all that stuff, so cool. that, that that was a fun class. Do you still have it? I don't know. Well, if you should, if you find it, you should put it on a website or something. I, I will look. I found a bag of a bunch of stuff from college, and it might be in there. Like a bunch of my projects, mm-hmm. it might be in there, but I can't swear to it. While you're looking for that, you should cool. look to uh, design a new T-shirt for us too. Um, anyways, uh, but, I, but I do have. But I, I do can't do both, Jason. No, I do have two honorable mentions though for this, and and the first one is, uh, if you know me and you've been around me, and I ask for whiskey, I'm always going whiskey, and I'm referencing the bar fight mm. where he's got his uh, head being bashed and choked, 
and he looks at Marilyn like whiskey <laughs> and bashes him. The other one is, of course, when uh, the in 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 the, where he and his dad are both with uh, uh, what's her name, the female Nazi, <laughs> and she's talking about having sex, and they're both like, "Yeah," and they look at each other <laughs> <laughs> when they're tied to the chair. When they're tied to the chair, yeah, yeah. Or the other one is when they're when they're trying to when they're doing the little the, the only. I should say three stooges kind of sense of humor uh, in the last crusade is when they keep switching. They keep hitting the, uh, the spinning fireplace um, secret door fireplace. Yes. That is kind of entertaining. That he, honorable mention too. He drops the lighter and catches fire. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Honorable mentions. I had about 14 honorable mentions. Moving on. Big dev. <laughs> he had listener <laughs> feedback. Uh, he, he did Brian's thing. He had five franchises. The death of Optimus Prime in the animated movie. Here. The Rabbit Bunny in Watership Down. Um, oh, I thought he meant this Rabbit Bunny. Ah, no, 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 he meant this one. Great big fangs. <laughs> uh, what's in the box? From Seven. What's in the box? It's that bread. Was a good movie. Head. Classic. Going to Paltrow's head next to a loaf of bread. And uh, a vagina scented candle. vagina scented candle. Yeah, it doesn't smell. I just beat me lit, to it. I just lit this candle. Uh, the old Fish corpse. The old, the old corpse chasing Jack in The Shining. Ugh, that was creepy. And the pawn shop scene in Pulp Fiction. Uh, Brian uh, ow, ow, did Star Wars. He did the whole thing, though, not just movies, TV, too. Luke going badass in season two ending of The Mandalorian. Ooh, good pick. Yoda, Count Dooku fight in the Clone Wars. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought... Uh, I didn't like that one. Yoda looked like a pinball. Pinball, exactly. Yoda being the great warrior in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I love you. I know. From the Carbon Chamber. And Vader revealed to be the father. Um, number... I am your father. That sounded more like Bane than mine did. <laughs> I was trying to. Yeah. I merely, you yes, merely adopted the dark. I was born into it. Uh, Kevin on Cincy Explorer has James Bond films. Here we go. Uh, Q, the Q scene in GoldenEye. Uh, the opening sequence of GoldenEye. Is that the one with the invisible car? No. Okay. <laughs> no. GoldenEye is the one with Zenna on the top. I hope that's the one he was talking about where she strangles people with her legs. Yeah. Yeah, her thighs. The villain Raul Silva intro in Skyfall. That's a good one. Bond, James Bond, and Dr. No and Casino Royale. And you ready? My name yeah. is Pushy. Pushy Galore <laughs> from Goldfinger. That's his number one, Pussy Galore. <laughs> pussy Galore. I think he just wanted my impression. Hey, Brian, Pussy, Pussy Galore. Give me some of that nut bar, Pussy Galore. Uh, honorable mention, any scenes with Blofeld, Blofeld character um, along with the train fight scene in, from Russia with Love? No skiing? Even the Spectre Blofeld? Because that was a little disappointing. Even uh, with Christoph Waltz. Steve at EILFM. Everything I learned from movies. Okay, Blake, shut the fuck up. Top five moments in Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, God, I'm going to have to mute. Mute. Okay, Je Blake, or Brian, that's your name. Brian, I don't know past 
franchise three, Fast and Furious three. So th- you're gonna have to help us with these. Jumping Don't the le- jumping the Letty in Furious six. Is that a car? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The bank vault chase scene in Fast Five. Uh, Hobbs versus Shaw in prison and F in Fast and Furious eight. Uh, everything awesome. in in the Hobbs and Shaw film. <laughs> the entire Hobbs and Shaw film. Okay. Uh, and do- ready? I need the. Okay, hold on. I need the impression. I've got so many one-liners. I'm Stop it! Missing out on. Don't interrupt my impression. Here we go. Dominic Toretto, Deckard Shaw. You don't know me. Boom. But you're about to. And a Furious Six. I don't know what that is, but it sounded good. Um, it's where uh, Shaw introduces himself to Dom. I thought that was pretty obvious. <laughs> so, uh, and Nisi said, "I spent. I love <sighs> just been a good hour relieve, uh, reliving greatest moments in movies. Wow, there are so many good ones. I couldn't even choose a franchise. I'm sitting this one out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. I almost did that too." Uh, let's see here. Bad (laughs) idea of the week. Uh, number 600,212 eating bread during a pandemic, eating bread. (laughs) Uh, bad idea of the week. Number 220 naming of a candle after your vagina. (laughs) I guess that's actually 69. Anyways, uh, (laughs) there we go. But, uh, bump. Uh, Brian, real quick, do you have any obituaries? Or do we discuss them all? Uh, nope. Uh, we had, uh, let's see, we got, um, Tony Katane. Oh, yes. Yeah. What a bummer. Zippers at half. Thanks for really Did they say what, what, what she died of? Okay. I didn't see Car wax. Go ahead, Brian. Who else died? Um, Frank McRae. Like he was an 80, 80s and 90s action star. He was in uh, Last Action Hero. He was in a couple Bond movies. Okay. He'd been in a, he was in a, a ton of stuff. Okay. Um, and then we had uh, Norman Lloyd. Mm. He was uh, mainly early like 19 like 30s and 40s when he got to start with um with uh hitchcock but he was also in dead poet society and saint elsewhere oh okay oh yeah there he is 106 years old 106 yeah uh okay he had a good run anyone else brian that's it wow uh titles so bummed out well, let's get you back up. Titles for the show. I got Rotisserie Chicken. Uh, taking Care of Charity. Um, going Ape. Uh, Death by Car Wax. Uh, insert Time Here. I'm going on mute. I dropped the bananas. Jeff? I have Except a Sports Car. Smells like vagina. Nope. <laughs> Quinoa-based whiskey cocktails. A show of bad jokes. 
the new Alan Smithy, Enos Envy. Nope. <laughs> Which one was Enos Envy? <laughs> Enos Envy. Uh, Dickhead Edward. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sexy Nut Bar. <laughs> Booby Ranch. Okay, seriously, you're not even trying and, now. <laughs> and uh, Slow and Laborious. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Brian? Uh, in the back of a sporting goods store. <laughs> and the only other one that I had were 44 caramel bar crunches. Fucking nut bar. Brian, or Jeff, you got any favorites in there? Well, I liked Enos Envy, but apparently we're not allowed <laughs> to say close. that. <laughs> it's too close. Too close to what? It's a person's name. <laughs> the, I'll put it this way. If someone gets offended by it, it's because their mind is working dirty, not because the title is dirty. Fine, Enos MD. But other than that, I'd pick Slow and Laborious. Okay, I'm picking Enos MD. Fine. Yay. Uh, thanks for joining us. And Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Walking dead to talking heads from comic books to TV sets is history. Not so bad. There's the history. It's the history of bad, so bad, the history of bad, it's bad, the history of bad ideas, oh yes. You've been listening to Hobie!